Hey you, yeah you, welcome to the What's Going On Podcast with your girl Chris G, also known as Kick-Ass Chris on Instagram and the TikTok, you don't stop, I said the TikTok, you don't stop, hey, how y'all doing? Look, y'all know I'll be, I told y'all I was uninspired, so I ain't no excuse, but like an excuse kind of give your girl a pass, I'm still here, I'm still coming through for y'all, um, and here's what it is, so I talked about dating the last time um and just some of the things I've learned and I talked about some cards right so I'm gonna start doing this a little more often just month to month maybe having a friend or two come on and talk about these cards that I purchased um and they have I told you guys they had great questions if you hadn't listened to the previous episode they have great questions so I'm gonna run through some questions and this is gonna be my little mini TED talk on going on a date and look my 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 um partner in crime we had a good chuckle about this they were like you gonna bring these traumatizing ass cards over to my house <laughs> and ask me these questions which was funny but low-key some of these questions be hella intense so I I had them pull some and I'm gonna um answer as well as just not just read off the questions just for ideas of what you can think of of asking people during dates because I know for me in the beginning like I had somebody um when I first started going out there like trying to date people and they would ask all these amazing fucking questions then come to find out I think the motherfucker was trying to write a book on all the amazing questions he's asked he might have got a stack of cards like this but he would ask amazing deep in real deep ass questions and I was like bruh what do you benefit from this? Like, it's way too quick, way too soon. Felt like love bombing. It was a lot. And I couldn't handle it. I was like, you got to go. Because this ain't it. Right? It was a little overbearing and overwhelming. But when you ask the right people the right question, as time progresses, you can't just force stuff on people immediately. I think in time, they'll be willing to answer. But these cards, this is a nice little stack. And when you want to get to know motherfucker, you're going to get to know them. The cards came from this guy called Ace Metaphor. And I think they're called, it says Ace Metaphor, Tonight Let's Talk, the card game. Which is hella cool, hella dope. But like I said, the one person they would ask all these amazing questions. But it's like, why are you asking me this? Weird ass energy. I don't know if he had a stack of cards that he just was on some fuck shit. Or he had a book he was working on from what he told me. But he was a little special. I'm glad we got rid of that motherfucker. Um, but these cards now, just as you go out and you date and try to engage with people, just maybe pull a couple of them on your first date or something to see, hopefully your conversation flows naturally. I've had amazing, I've had an amazing experience recently where everything flowed so naturally and it was just like, I've known this person forever, which is amazing. Um, versus it feeling forced. So these questions are for those real quick to the point. It depends on how intense you want to be with the people. Like I said, know your intentions, know what you want in there for. And if you want to get this deep and get into them on another level and just have certain questions you want to ask, maybe you can have your standard five or your standard whatever to just go in and kind of ask people. But I'm going to not just read the questions off to you. I'm actually going to answer them. So nobody asks me, but I'm going to tell you any fucking ways. Like... And hopefully, and this is going to be real off the cuff because I'm like read over them for a quick little glance to be able to bring them on the podcast. But I haven't really thought about 
the answer I would give to them. So this is going to be raw, authentic, mini TED talk and just some things and tips and tricks that can help you in this dating world as you go forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what is the first one? Oh, okay. The first one I'm going to give y'all is what makes you insecure and what do you do to cope? That's something you can ask them. What makes them insecure? And I know for me, because I do have such a vibrant personality majority of the time, um, it's going to take a certain type of person that can deal with my personality. Like when I'm on, like you, I'm pretty calm if you meet me just in a regular setting, but if I'm around people, I'm going to turn up, I'm going to have a good time. But if you can't handle the person with a personality, that's a good question to ask. Like, are you cool with me being a light, a beacon of light? Are you going to feel small when I'm in a room? Right. You kind of have to know how to navigate that. But, um, for me, I, my answer to that is what makes me feel insecure. I know recently I have to have somebody explain things to me for me to gain an understanding. And then I may be, once you explain it to me, one, you're giving me a decision on if I like, you're giving me the choice again, even though I had the choice already. Don't just do stuff and then think I'm supposed to be cool with it. Explain why this is happening. (laughs) And usually I'm pretty chill overall. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I understand that. Like I'm a pretty understanding person. So I'm like, okay, I understand that. I get it. And then stuff I don't understand, I'm like, okay, I'm in, I still feel the way about that. I feel insecure about it, but I think it can be worked through. Now it's a, trying to trust the process. And in your head, I had to say this, you have to think about this too. Whatever is going to be is going to be. You cannot control anybody. Everything is an experience. Um, the Great Knit Puzzle said that to Lauren London. Everything is, an, you're experiencing people. You're experiencing, you don't own anybody or anything. So people are going to do, um, you own a pet, you know what I'm saying? But you don't own a person. So people are going to do what they want. You just have to trust that they care about you enough not to want to hurt you. And if they do hurt you, how do you navigate that? Like, are you going to stay? What are your deal breakers? And nobody's saying stay and cheating and all that bullshit. But if a person already says, oh, I'm insecure when... You know, you you wear whoop whoop and blah blah blah. Well, why does that? My question next to them is, why does that make you insecure? Like you gotta respect your people, respect your man's, respect your woman. Like you don't want your titties hanging all out, and you with your dude. Like, just have some respect for yourself. But if they're cool, we're like, yo, where your shit? You you popping? Like you good? Then you can kind of navigate that. But it's one of those. You have to stop and think: Can this person be in a space with me? Um, with their insecurities and then the other thing is I know people want a lot of toxic bullshit and fuck shit don't make a motherfucker feel insecure right I noticed this when I was a kid and this is just a sidebar um then I'll proceed to the rest of the cards but I noticed this when I was a kid me and my mother and happy mother's day y'all to the mamas out there I'm an auntie so I'm like a you know a mother to my niece even though she ain't with me all the time but that's my that's my girl I will fuck somebody up for her um but I thought about this when I was a kid. Me and my mother always had a line of communication. So that line of communication built trust with me and my mother. She would always say, call me when you get to your destination or call me when you do X, Y, and Z or let me know where you're going so I know. So that, I didn't, my mother has anxiety and I didn't realize <laughs> it was lessening her anxiety to know, it was a 
anxiety and a little bit of control, a little bit, I ain't gonna shit on her though, but a little bit of anxiety. Um, and it was just like, I want to make sure you're okay. So call me when you get to that place. Let me know where you're going to be at. Cause if anything happens, I can then tie wherever you are. And I didn't realize that was a thing until one time I was out here acting a whole ass fool thinking I was grown at somebody house, honey. And I was able to lie <laughs> and say my phone was messed up. So I was not able to call you. And I was only able to do that because we always had lines of communication. And my mother knew that was not like me not to call her when I got to my destination. She knew something was wrong. Like even now she'd be like, mm, that's weird because I'm pr- like, I've been fucking up on recording and stuff. But overall, like I'm consistent with what I do when I'm not just into it, but I'm pretty consistent with stuff. Like you will know the energy shifts. You will know my pattern change. I'm pretty consistent with what I do. Like I, even now I call my mother at a certain time to say, have a good day because that's our pattern. I try not to break too many patterns. Um, so if I do, you know, something has to be going on. Cause you can honestly say, oh, that's not like Chris to not hit me up or do X, Y, and Z. You will kind of know that. So I'm saying that to say in insecurities for me, once you build trust, a rapport of something I can, I can trust you. I'm like, okay, it's cool. Like I know how your patterns are. I pay attention to patterns and what you, oftentimes people's words don't match. Um, I, one for me, I'm a, your word is your bond person, right? You say that you, you need to do that. But once I understand your patterns and how you move, like some motherfuckers are consistently inconsistent and that's who they are. So once I learn that, if it doesn't bother me like that, I'll be like, okay, I'm understanding of that. But for me to cope with my insecurities, tell, let me know what the fuck is going on. And it's up to me to trust you. See if you bullshit and everything will always be unveiled in time. When you ask any question, just prepare yourself for it being unveiled, prepare your heart, your mind and whatever else. And don't always have your guard up. Just be prepared and just for me, if you explain shit to me, I'd be like, oh, okay, bet. Not betting like, oh, fuck you, you ain't shit. It'd be like, bet, okay, I understand that. And if I have any reservations about things, I this is how I cope. I pray and say, reveal to me and prepare my heart for what is revealed to me. I'm not going so it is and let it go. And then whatever is happening for me, this is what I do, how I cope, whatever it is, it'll be unveiled and then I'll feel fine about it. That's how I cope. Like I told y'all, I pray a lot. When I tell y'all I pray, I pray a lot, a lot. So that's what I do. Um, so that was that one. So in my insecurities, and I just explained to me, and then usually I'm pretty chill about stuff. I'm not like tripping out. Um, and then another question you can have for people on a date. Or just when you guys get a little more closer, maybe kicking at that person's house, whatever it is. Or you can bring them to the table, shit, or a card game with your friends, whatever you want to do. Um, another question is, what is your life's passion? And does what you do for a living currently fits it? Why or why not? Mm, that's a word. That's a word, word. Look at this. Um, I'm going to just answer that. Mm, yes and no for what I currently do for a living. I currently work in a call center. Um, 
And because I'm talking all the time, so technically I am getting to put on my personalities on the phone. I'm trying to find the positive in this. I don't, I love my job. I think my job is cool. I think I gain a lot of knowledge. I think I gain a lot of patience. When I say patience, if you heard the calls I get and the stuff that people say to me, I gain a lot of patience. And that's why when I get off some days, I don't want to talk because I don't have the patience to fucking talk. Like some days I get off work and I'm like, y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here, up in here, RPDMX. Look, listen, but <laughs> I, me talking on the phone has helped me gain my confidence in speaking um, and people listening. But because I have been so uncomfortable in my job because it's not where I want to be or where I thought I wanted to be. I didn't realize every time I'm on the phone speaking to somebody that's practicing engaging with someone. And so that helps. Excuse me. Even with the hey you, yeah you thing on Instagram, it helps. It helps with my engagement. It helps with me finding my voice and allowing myself to be seen as well as heard. So I'm taking every situation as it's supposed to be that way. And it's for a reason and it's for a purpose. So let's not knock the purpose of where you are currently. And then I want, I realized I love talking. We know that, but I, I would love to be a host on television. And recently I just put that out there. I wrote it down. I'm really trying to manifest on that. And an opportunity came up and I was like, mm, ding, this is a gym drop for you guys. When you pray for stuff, please pray that you have the courage to accept the opportunity in those moments. Because I saw the opportunity and I found myself being fearful of taking the chance of doing this. And it wasn't that it was a, and it was a smaller gig, but it's still like, don't make your, don't think in your head that you're not good enough. Like you're doing this thing and you're amazing at what you're doing. Can things be fine tuned? Definitely. But trust that you ask for something and you see that it's been given to you. But now before that next opportunity presents itself, you need to be prepared in your heart not to be fearful. And I'm going to tell you how that went real quick, a little quick gem drops. So, um, and then, yeah, so basically my job is preparation for what I'm going to be doing in the near future, basically. Um, yeah. And being a host of this podcast and just really working towards things. My job has been a great instrument in helping me find a voice and keeping it moving. But... The opportunity presented itself where I had, um, where I would be able to host, like, and the person that presented it, they super cool. I know them through, they're like family. I've known them for years. It's like a, um, my cousin's close friend, but I'm around her as much as she is my cousin. So it's like, at this point, we all cousins, you know what I'm saying? We're family. Like we've grown up together at this point, 11 years. Yeah. We family. Um, and they said, oh, I know the person, they always, they're always looking for people. And I thought that was amazing. But you know what? I have to go to work on the day that they needed people. I didn't realize I work, but I was going to take my shot and shoot, go for the opportunity. And then I was like, okay, so that was stopped for a reason. But in that moment where I was fearful, I was like, that's what you got to work on. Why are you scared to go forward in your gifts? Hone in on that. See how this can start a conversation with people? But yes, my passion is to host. I have a lot of gifts and talents, but I love getting to know people. I love seeing interviews. I watch so many interviews. It's ridiculous. So I, I enjoy that. And I would love to be able to host and 
do things to really connect with people and get to know them on a deeper on a deeper level that means a lot to me so that's something that my passion is um as well as business and just being great and really striving for that but also um just taking my job for where I am now and saying that it's equipping me for where I'm going instead of being negative. See how you can flip some things and make them positive instead of negative, even though you may like not may not like your situation. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the next question is, when it comes to dating, do you prefer ooh, to go with the flow or label? Oh, to go with the flow or label and define things ah so this has been that's a good question because some people have to have a label right and recently before I started back dating I was just like do I want a label I was really in question about that like because a lot of people a lot of niggas I was dating and I said niggas because they was niggering um, or I've been with before exes, whatever the case may be, they got on this whole vibe of like, I don't want no titles, but then they don't, I don't want to, but in there, I don't want any titles. They, I don't want any titles and all this other bullshit. I feel like they still had a little bit of their fuck boy stage in them. And that's where that was coming from because they would maybe do things like, um, well, one person, they clearly said that they were like, you know, I fuck with you. You fuck with me. Like we good for me. Right hate being this way because I'm used to titles and labels um I couldn't comprehend that I feel like you was playing like why don't you want to just make it exclusive and I still struggle with that at times like are you gonna make it exclusive or what are we doing like because when you have this unexclusivity I think that's a word maybe I don't know potentially for me it makes me want to put a time limit on things and say well what are we right but recently in dating I've been going with the flow and it hasn't been bad it does feel a little odd like um when are we gonna yeah we're exclusive yeah now because in my head right because of dealing with fuckboys or just people you can walk away at any time and that's frustrating but just like they can walk away, I have to remember, Chris, you can walk away too. Not that's, that that is what you're on, but it just makes you say like a title kind of holds me there a little longer. Maybe societal standards have made me that way, I'm pretty sure. But I think what Neighborhood Nip happened to have said to experienced people, when I took the title off of things and really put in the thought of, experience this moment experience this person and hopefully it works it takes the pressure off of you it takes the pressure off the other person and yes I want to be exclusive and have titles and do those things um and you know how long you can wait but if the energy is good and the vibe is good and the flow is good do you want to mess that up and then that makes you low-key feel like a situationship it's a lot that goes into it and you know, I'm just trying to experience a person for who they are and enjoy the experience and try not to be negative and put it in a situationship, even though that's low key what it could be. I think it becomes a situationship personally when you don't, um, well, no, it's just like you're doing everything like a couple, but you're not a couple, right? (laughs) 
So I, I me personally, I think the exclusive exclusive words being exclusive and shit. Let me just make it urban. Being exclusive and saying that you guys are exclusive it actually helps. That's what I personally feel like. It helps you. Um, it helps me. I know it does. Cause then I can't use a narrative like mm, I'm not your girl no way like so we we good like I can do what I want you can do what you want like don't put that protective barrier up if you don't have to, um, but I know titles and being somebody somebody is gonna help me over time. Yeah, I'm trying to get to know people and dating, but it makes you say and one of the questions in this stack too is like how long do you date before you make it official. Right. So if you just think about dating and this like freely dating, um, then it kind of takes it. It's a little different. Like you can be exclusively dating a person. Right. So that's just you and that person. Y'all dating. Y'all still courting each other and getting to know each other. Right. Exclusively dating. And then you can just be dating. Dating mean you you talking to everybody. Baby, Ray, Ray, Tay, Tay, You talking to everybody. So I think it's up to you and your partner to have a conversation about are you exclusively dating this person? Are you talking to other people? I think that conversation at a point after a while of you guys fucking with each other needs to be had to be like, okay, you talking to bitches? Cause I'm not talking to nobody. So we, we good. This is what we doing. Trying to figure each other out. Cool. Bet. I'm down with that. Like but sometimes the girlfriend, boyfriend title though, it, it matters to me personally. I, I would love for somebody to be like, Oh, that's my girl. But in time, but it's also a process and then courting Courting somebody is really getting, is really vetting them and getting to know them because courting leads to marriage ultimately. So a lot of people aren't doing that anymore because they don't know what it is. Hell, I had to figure out what it was because I, somebody had used courting towards me in a way that wasn't, it was really just breadcrumbing me and stringing me along because they had no intention of marrying me. They just wanted to have me around because of my energy or whatever it was. They just wanted to keep me around. They were on their fuckboy levels. So they say, oh, yeah, I'm courting you. No, they just wanted to keep me around because I was fun. But they always, and I only say that because when I would not, when I would get frustrated with them, they would leave and then immediately immediately have a girlfriend after me. Like gave the title with no problem. And I couldn't even get the title, you know? So that's what I said. It took a minute for me to understand courting and what it is and really dating and I'm trying to navigate that. So I say that to say this. Yeah, <laughs> when it comes to it, it can be a problem for your girl. So I answered that question. Um, and I'm going to try to make these a little quicker, but I just wanted to explain myself on most of these. So what's the next one? Okay. What's your biggest regret? Would you change your actions to avoid the situation if you could? You see how my um partner in crime said that these were trauma triggering, <laughs> little traumatizing ass cards. They are because like if you think about your biggest regret, you flooding in all your emotions, feelings, and all that shit. Excuse me, it make you feel away. So your biggest, my biggest regret. Hmm. I would say not living enough, being afraid to do things, being doubting myself. And would I try to change the situations? I would try to change them sooner, but I think I had to personally go through that stuff to evolve to who I am now. I think everything serves with a purpose. And I think it's beautiful, beautiful words, slow down, Chris. 
beautiful to serve with a purpose. And I, um, I definitely, yeah, I think that this is great. I think that it's amazing. And I think that, um, yeah, I would change it a little sooner and I'm working on it now. And I think it's going to be beautiful once I stop living with the regrets of doubting myself. So yeah, that's that one. <laughs> we down by four. We down by four. Y'all, we in the game. We in the game. We in the game. Okay. And then this one kind of ties into the last one. What lesson has your biggest mistake taught you? Ooh, what was my biggest mistake? See, I don't take a lot of stuff as mistakes. I take them as literally lessons. So... I have oftentimes been naive and too giving, but I think that comes with age and wisdom to not do certain things. Yeah. Too trusting in a lot of areas, but I just think that's naturally me and I can't change how God made me. I don't want to change how God made me. And I just take those as lessons to evolve and grow and enjoy life and experience different things and have a deeper understanding about life, people, and just all the things that come with that. So that, yeah, I think that's a, it's taught me a lot. Just, yeah, it's not taking it, not taking it so harshly, learning to lighten up a bit and not take myself and things so serious, but everything has happened for a reason with purpose and value to make me this person that you get to hear on this podcast. So I'm not really mad and everything's not really a mistake. It's a reason for it. God don't make no mistakes. So that's what I got for you with that one. Even though that shit is, it's easier said than living with, but all right. What's another one? Oh, do you believe in living together before marriage? Why or why not? <sighs> so I'm a Christian and stuff, right? And I know they tell you that you ain't supposed to live with nobody and be shacking up before the marriage or whatever. <sighs> For me, like I do like having my own space. I'm not going to lie. But I feel like personally, I will be shell shot like a motherfucker when I co- we come together. I feel like that's another level of engaging with somebody like I've had my personal space you've had your personal space and I think it's beautiful but that shit could be hard like we literally just got married um and now I'm just supposed to be all into you and you all into me and then we doing this it's like yeah I'm still gonna low-key be used to my own personal space you get me like I'm not gonna be like oh my god babe this is amazing it's gonna be like nigga get the fuck away from me like give me a minute like it's it'll make you be like the old school black couples that be in separate fucking bedrooms low-key like give me my space you know like I know people who have two bedrooms because they just need their man to go in the room and play the game and chill out and not be in their living room and they be in their own room and space rest of the house is theirs but they got their room it's like their man cave and I think that's a way to navigate that but preferably I want to know how messy you are I want to know how you move in your house because it may not match how I move in mine like how can we compromise like what are your things you don't like doing and that don't bother me so I'll do that like I kind of need to see that when and moving in. I'm sorry. Like, I I need to see that. We need to stay together a while. Like, 
it don't have to be hella uh, ahead of the marriage, but I I need I need to know how you move. I need to know if I'm kicking your door and trying to get out the bed. Like, how are we doing this? How neat are you? Is our are our messies going to match? Like yo shit in my like are is it gonna be like you're getting on my nerves? But I love you, babe. But you're bothering me. This is not a uh, we gotta fix this. So I think that's really um yeah I would do it. Even though people like you shacking up, well, nine times out of ten, most of us be fucking on people anyways before we get married. So, what's the fucking difference? At this point, it's just in-house pussy and dick, you know? But, hey, let's not go by my inconventional <laughs> ways of um, following instructions. Yeah, I got to answer the guy, not you. Get into it. Um, what's another one? I'm almost done, guys. We're, what are we down? We about, yeah, about six down, yeah, yeah, about six. I'm reading through which ones I want to answer. Oh, and then this is another, this is probably more intimate, like once you get further along in a relationship. When my significant other, and it says blank, I feel loved, fill in the blank and explain your answer. So, Maybe you can just go, I don't want people talking about they pass on no date. Maybe I should pull another card because I don't want people talking about they pass. Okay, I'll pull another card. Yeah, because I don't want people talking about they pass on a date of like how other people have treated them and that made them feel good because who wants to bring up their exes like that on dates, you feel me? So this is another one. It says, what's your most, uh, what's most important to you, sex or intimacies? <laughs> oh, that's also how you can tell somebody just want to fuck on you. Like I said, know the intent. Know how you moving in or do your thing. And yeah, know how you moving with them. And some people will say intimacy. And intimacy will make, I personally feel, the sex even fucking better. The passion levels will be better. Like, because you have a connection i think that comes with age i definitely think that comes with like yeah just age and getting older and experiencing people and one knowing what you like sexually that's gonna come with you fucking like a rabbit you get me that's gonna come hopefully when you're younger maybe it comes when you're older if you haven't had those sexual um experiences that are amazing but the passion behind the intimacy will make the climax a thousand times better because you have a connection with a motherfucker. So for me, it's the intimacy. It's the getting wrapped up in you and experiencing and loving every second of that. It's the staring in your eyes and really like, yo, this shit is fire and feeling that person's energy. And then you fuck, baby. Amazing. And it... Me personally, I like to please motherfuckers. So, not multiple motherfuckers at the time. Just I, I'm a, I want to see your toes motherfucking curl, right? And I want you to do the same to me. But it takes a level of intimacy to understand that and start to know a person and study a person. But that can be too heavy of a question for you. But I would ask that, like, what's your thing? And then. I don't know, kind of delay gratification when it comes to sex isn't a bad thing. Like, you can fuck immediately, and it can be fun, of course. But if you're just like, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till I see you. I'm not going to, you know, masturbate, whatever the case may be. I'm going to just wait till I see you if that's what we on if we fucking. But I do believe intimacy is 
you I just think if you just try it to try to have an intimate connection with somebody truly before you fuck them, it's way more amazing. It it, it hit different. So that's that one. And then the next one, um Yeah, 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 yeah. The next one. If your significant other presents you with a prenup before your wedding, would you sign it? Why or why not? Ooh. Would you sign it? Why or why not? Um I I so me personally, I believe in generational wealth. I will I'm going to be in a space where I'm going to be um financially free and have a legacy to leave to children when I have them. Um, I want to build with a person. I want to make sure I have my own because I always say I want to bring something to the table. I hope they have something to bring to the table as well. Um, I am here nor there with a prenup. Like if you want to present that to me, that's fine. But just know, baby, I will be presenting you one. Don't think you're going to be the only one sitting up here saying, hey, we're not taking stuff from each other. Fair is fair, right? You do it, I do it. I treat people how I want to be treated. So if that's what you prefer, then that's cool. This is what I'm doing too. So we both have them. So we're not in each other's pocket. Cool. Even break. We're not having that issue. But if we have established that we want to build with each other, I have no problem with doing that as well. Let's build. Let's get it. Um, let's get it going. Personally, like I said, I want to have something to bring to the table and I hope they can too. In my head, right? I don't know. I think you could have a joint account. I also think you still need to be an individual on your own. That's the best way to put that. I'm sorry, y'all. If y'all hear noise in the background, I'm going to try to wrap this up. Because the people are doing a lot of neighborhood. And you might hear that. Got a noisy block. But nonetheless, um, I definitely, even if it's not finances, I just think people should be who they are, like on their own, a, a solid individual. And then when you come together, you guys make each other better overall. So if that's financially, that's amazing. That you can win, they can win, and you all win together. I love to see couples like thriving and grinding together to get it. I think it's a great work ethic. I think it can also be very hard, but I would not mind. I'm here nor there with the prenup. Like as long as we have conversations about things and how things go. And yes, people say you have to protect yourself. I feel like you're naturally going to do that just depending on how you move. You're going to protect yourself and make sure you're good um, depending on your upbringing or what's happening. So I don't know if signing that document depending on how wealthy you get too. So I don't know. I'm thinking big time money. So it can be a messy divorce or easy one. But I think it's a conversation that needs to be had. Had, What am I doing? Grammatically wrong. But I think it's a conversation that needs to be had. And once you have that conversation, my thing is just don't present me with some shit that we ain't talked about. Like, yeah, just don't throw that shit at me. Don't don't just be like, hey, slap in the face. Uh, I don't trust you, bitch. And I think you about to take all my money because I'm more important than you now because I'm financially. No, 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 nigga. That don't make me want to hurt you and, you know, snatch your shit up. But other than that, sidebar, am I crazy? Um, yeah, I'm here nor there. It don't really, if that's what you want to do, then we both signing it on both ends. And that's how we moving from here on out. And if that's not what you want to do, yeah. And depending on my wealth or your wealth, it can be discussed. Um, 
Like what I build is mine. <laughs> you know, like what you build, it'll it'll be discussed. I think a conversation needs to be had when it comes to prenup, but I'm here nor there. I'm not really bothered or pissed off about it. And so the next one. Next good question is what you oh sorry. What's your go-to? Um, hold on, why am I acting like I can't read? What's happening? What's your go-to way to deal with a stressful day? What's your go-to, y'all? What's your go-to way? You can ask with somebody that like, what's your go-to way to deal with a stressful day? For me though, I usually go create something. Or I go float on a cloud. I will float on the cloud and just live my life. And y'all know what I mean. Vote 20, float on the cloud, whatever. But usually I'll go create something. I'll paint something. I'll watch TV. But usually I create something. And then I really want to have I have a stressful day. What I love to do is go on YouTube and look at houses. I, I be torn motherfuckers' mansions and estates and shit. That makes me happy. I love home decor at this point. So that's all I want to do. But that makes me happy. I'm pretty easy on that one. Like, that's what I do. Um... Yeah, I'm, you can ask a person, like, what is your go-to? Like, and I think that goes with this next one that's going to come up, especially for Mental Health Awareness Month. And the next question is, how do you tend to your mental health? For me, it is therapeutic to talk to you guys on here. That's my answer for that one. It's therapeutic to talk to you guys on here. It's very peaceful for me. It makes me come into a good space. I feel like I accomplished something. I did something on here, on Instagram, um, connecting with people. But really how I deal with my mental health, I'm seeking. I need to work harder, and I've been saying this, work harder on seeking a therapist. Um, just to talk out some things that I can't always talk about with my friends. And with a partner, I wouldn't want to burden them with everything that I may mentally be going through that has nothing to do with them. It may just be me having a moment. I'm pretty good with navigating that and figuring that out. But it's sometimes, and I know this as people stuff can weigh on you and it's time I believe to really um it's time I believe to really connect and really try to talk to somebody about just some stuff that can be triggering and brought up so yeah I'm seeking a therapist I would love um to take the opportunity to do that and I'd really create I write a lot I have journals all around my house um, I have so many freaking journals. And I actually need to go buy some more for other things that run through my head that need to be focused in on because I have journals everywhere, but I'm always writing in different journals. Then I got to figure out where do I write, what journal I write that in or what do I do. I just need to hone in on my composition books, old school composition books and focus and really put everything in there and just go from there, which is great. So, and then I need to go over some of the old ideas I already had <laughs> and get those executed too. It would make me feel so much more better. But yeah, just mental health awareness and yeah, try to seek a therapist if you can. You can ask people these questions. I'm going to go over the questions so it's not like I just rambled. But I'm glad I got to answer the questions for you. This is my unsolicited opinion when it comes to these um, things. So I think the first one, Let me. this is just me recapping and then I'm going to let you guys go. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk and getting a little bit more insight on how your girl thinks. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, it's a thing. So, and they're not going to be in order because I didn't place the cards down in order. I should have been more organized, darling. <laughs> oh, and it's getting noisy, honey. I hear all this noise. That's why I record at night, child. Today, I decided to record in the day. But look, listen. Here we go. What makes you insecure? These are the questions. What makes you insecure and what do you do to cope? The next one. 
what is your life's passion and does what you do for a living currently fit it and why or why not? The next one, if your significant other presents you with a prenup before your wedding, would you sign it? Why or why not? And then the following one, what lesson, oh, what lesson has your biggest mistake taught you? And then the next one, when it comes to dating, do you prefer to go with the flow or label and define things? The next one, what's your biggest regret? Would you change your actions to avoid the situation if you could? Next, what's most important to you, sex or intimacy? The next one, do you believe in the living together before marriage? Why or why not? And the last two are, what are your go-to ways to deal with a stressful day? And the final one, how do you tend to your mental health? So this is just 10 from the stack. I don't know how many cards are in the stack. It's a big ass stack I'm looking at. So we will run through them. I will get other people's opinion on why they feel the same way um, on the other questions in the cards. Because I think this is fun to just get people's insight and just have dialogue and conversation. And I'll get other type of cards too so we can just talk and play. And I'll probably do this like once a month if other stuff doesn't come up because I think they're interesting questions to ask people, especially in dating. And also to get your friends and maybe your other person's perspective. So I think this will be great. I hope you guys enjoy my little mini TED talking unsolicited opinion about shit that I got off these cards. But I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I hope you guys have an amazing day. And thank you for listening to the What's Going On podcast with your girl, Chris G. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it and I hope you come back uh, next week. Yeah, I'm going to do better. We working on my consistency. Even if I don't show up on the damn post, I'm going to still show the fuck up. All right, we working. All right, bye.